Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about keeping the water level in your pool at the proper level week in and week out, especially during the season, and how critical this is. And I'll go over some of the things that could go wrong by not keeping the water level up at a certain point. And of course, I'll touch on a lot of aspects of this in this podcast to help you see the importance of the proper water level in the pool. If you're a pool service pro, I know this is one of the things that really goad you and it's a pet peeve of a lot of us out there. And it's one of the things that could pretty much set you back in a day when a customer doesn't have the right proper level and all these problems arise from it. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. One of the best ways to keep your pool running well, and this is actually very simple and basic, and something that's really frustrating for our service guys out there, And it's something that we run into all the time. But one of the most effective ways to keep the pool running effectively is to add the proper amount of water to the pool during the season, even in the off-season. And this is something that we fight the customers with all the time. You know, a lot of them don't have autofills. A lot of the newer pools will have an autofill of some type in the deck. And this will eliminate this problem in most cases. But I would say about half the pools on a typical pool route won't have an autofill of any kind and these pools need water constantly during the season here in my area we probably lose about an inch to an inch and a half of water from one week to another so on monday if the pool is filled at the proper level which by the way should be halfway up the skimmer box opening so in your pool there's a skimmer and if you look at it from across the pool the water should be about halfway across there and a lot of times when they tile a pool you're going to see the grout line pretty much specifically where one tile is above and one tile is above the proper water line. And then the water will kind of just ride right in the grout line there on a lot of pools that have tile. But there's all different kind of tiles and configurations. So the easiest way to know if your pool has the proper amount of water, and it's kind of a rule of thumb, is that halfway between the skimmer should be full of water, halfway should be not full of water, if that makes sense. So the biggest struggle we have out there is having the customer fill the pool. Because as a pool professional, you should not be filling the customer's pool. One of the number one liability issues is when the pool service company turns on the water to fill it, and then they don't turn the water off, and they leave the account, and then it floods the backyard, the house, the neighbor's house. You know, there's some situations where this could be upwards of ten to $15,000 in damage to the homeowner's property. So you never want to fill the pool for the customer. So if you have a vacant house you're taking care of, of course, you probably have to fill that pool for the real estate agent or whoever you're taking care of the house for. So what I normally do is I'll turn on the fill line and I'll put my truck keys on there. I have a um, a cam that I can clip it on there. And that way I never leave there without turning it off. So I can tell you there's been 
probably half a dozen times that I've been doing this where I go to my truck to leave and I don't have my keys and I realize, oh yeah, I was filling the pool. So you can see how easily this can happen to you if you don't take precautions. And the number one precaution, of course, is not filling the customer's pool for them. Now there's a few tricks you can do for the customer to keep the water level up. You can get one of those water centuries. They're a device that you can connect the garden hose to. There's also timers for the fill line that you can put on there. And if it's even possible, sometimes there's ways, if there's like a lot of grass area, dirt area, and there's actually a fill line to the pool, you can actually plumb in a, an in-deck autofill there at the pool. The going rate is probably about 1500 or so that one of those installed and then the plumb plummet to the fill line and that's one like extreme option if that's necessary but they do have some aftermarket ones that attach to garden hoses and you can put those on the deck they're not actually that great as far as you know visually but for some customers this is the only way you can keep the proper water level so I have these on some of my accounts and they're really effective you know they're not the best made devices and eventually they're going to have leaks by the o-rings where the hose connects in there but overall, they're fairly decent devices to add to the pool to make sure it fills up the water. Now, there is a pool pro trick that I do sometimes when I get to a pool, and the water level is pretty low, and the homeowner is one of those that is not really on top of it all the time. So what I'll do is I'll take the customer's garden hose, and I'll bring it over to the pool, and I'll lay it on the deck with the front of the hose sticking over the pool so they can actually see the hose kind of hanging over the pool. Then I'll turn the water on, and have it on a really small trickle. Now, this is one of those optical illusions, I guess, or one of these kind of physics things that you don't really see in your head. But if you turn the pool hose on and you have like a little drip coming into the pool, I'm talking like a little trickle, that will fill up a pool within, you know, a week or less than a week. Pretty good. And so with the evaporation going on, with the hose trickling in, and I mean just like if it's like dripping like a leak type drip, not with any kind of visible water running. This will be a good way to fill a pool up. You're going to have to play with how much water should be trickling in the pool. And if you have a pool of your own, you can try it at your house and kind of gauge how much water or how long it takes to fill the pool up by trickling in some water. And if you have a service account where you go there twice a week, this is a great way to experiment with that. Once you get the handle on it, you'll be an expert at trickling water into a pool. And I do this at some accounts where they're not proactive enough to fill the pool. And it's a really effective way of doing it. You can even do this with the fill line. You know, if there's a fill line in the pool where you add water and water shoots out from the side of the pool, you can turn that fill line and adjust it down to where a little water trickles out of that fill line all week long. And this is one way to keep the pool full. You just got to be careful. You don't overdo it. And I've had some occasions where I've had the fill line trickling, but I had it on a little bit too much. And then I get back and the water is up to the you know, the coping. So this could happen. You definitely want to overfill the pool, overflow the pool with your little trickle method, but it is highly effective. And I think the most effective way to, of course, have the customer add the water to the pool is to text them and tell them that the water level is low. And you should have a service agreement that states that the customer is responsible for keeping and maintaining the proper water level in the pool. And it's not your responsibility to add the water to the pool. If you wanted a copy of my service agreement template in Word format, I can email that to you. Just email me at david at swimmingpoollearning.com. Again, that's david at swimmingpoollearning.com, and I'll get that over to you, and you can use that template in your service accounts going forward. So what happens when the water is low and the pool is running? A couple things may happen. 
If it's a newer pool, there's a device in the skimmer called the float valve diverter. And it's a UFO looking device. It looks like a UFO basically. And this will actually close down the skimmer line if the water gets too low. And then the main drain will be activated. And that's the only place where the water will be taken from. And it will keep the pool pump primed and running without any issues usually. There is an O-ring in the bottom of the skimmer. So if that's not there or if that comes out, then that float valve diverter is not going to work effectively. So check that to make sure that O-ring is in there and that way it's going to be effective. And so it'll run the pool from the main drain, which is not a bad thing. And so you're not going to have any skimming action during the week. One thing that can happen, of course, if you don't have one of those devices, and a lot of older pools don't, is that if the water level gets too low, the pool pump will lose its prime, and then it's going to be sucking a lot of air in there along with the water. If this goes on for you know a day or two or three days, what could happen and what more than likely will happen is that the pump will overheat because the impeller is spinning, the motor is hot, and everything inside the pump, the water in there is also to cool off all the action of the motor and impeller. And so if there's a lot of air in there, not a lot of water, and it's kind of struggling to prime, it's going to get really hot in the wet end of the pump or the pump pot area. And I've seen baskets in there look like shrunken, you know, you know, the shrunken heads you see in the movies with the cannibals eating them around there. They have them around their neck as a necklace. Those pump baskets will look like that. They'll shrink down. And I've seen a whisper flow basket that was shrunken down to like half the size. It was kind of funny, comical. But that pump got really hot, and that's why that happened. Now, if a shrunken pump basket was the only side effect of this, you would be okay. You just get a new basket and put it in there. But one thing that usually happens when it runs dry for a long period of time is that if your pump doesn't have unions, and even if it does have unions, this could happen. But usually it's the pumps that are threaded directly in to the plumbing with a fitting, those threads on that fitting will actually melt from the heat. And visually, you can't see the melt, but one thing that's going to happen is that since those threaded, the threaded part of the fittings where the plumbing goes in and out of the pump, which is called the intake and discharge, these will melt to a point where air will be sucked in. So when you turn on the pool, let's say you fill the water up, you're at the right water level, you have the pump filled with, filled with water, you turn on the pool, and you're going to see a lot of air inside the top of the pump. It's not going to really fill completely with water. It may prime, lose its prime, and then prime again, and do this every five minutes. So what actually happened since it ran dry is that the threaded part of the fittings melted, and this causes air to kind of get pulled in when the pump is, is running. The only solution here is to replumb the discharge and the intake of the pool pump and put new threaded fittings on there. And 90% of the time, that 95% of the time, that solves the problem. Something that could happen too because it overheated is that the seal in the pump got worn out and there's water dripping from that point. And at that, in that case, air is getting in there also and it may not prime properly. Also, there's a gasket between the seal plate and the pump. And I've seen cases where it got so hot that that also caused a leak right there. And water will actually get into the pump at the seal plate where that gasket is that seals it off. So all this could happen when the pump gets really hot and then runs dry. Basically, the way to, of course, stop all this or prevent this from happening is to make sure that the water level is always good in the pool. And you're not going to have a time where the pump doesn't have enough, the skimmer doesn't have enough water in it. And the pump's not going to run dry and suck a lot of air in there, causing it to overheat and causing all these problems.
This also affects the water quality of the pool since the pool is not running properly. In most cases, again, if you have the float valve diverter, it's going to run pretty good with the main drain, so you're not going to have a lot of these other issues. But if you have a pool with an older skimmer without any way for it to switch the suction to the main drain, what you're going to notice is that the water quality is going to suffer pretty greatly within a few days, especially in the summer. You'll have algae forming, you'll have cloudy water, you're going to have a really dirty surface of the pool, a lot of leaves and debris on the bottom, and nothing has been really running for three or four days. And so getting the pool back in shape is another thing that you're going to have to spend some time and effort doing. And so for the pool service professional, this is really frustrating. And there's a lot of there's a lot of times in the summer where I'll get to a pool and it just looks really bad. And I know exactly what happened. The customer then filled the pool and I'm like, ah, you know, and I got to spend extra time cleaning it, brushing it, getting it back in shape. And it just kind of sets you back that day. And it's really frustrating because it's such a simple thing to prevent with the right water level. Now, I don't know if it's one of these things where you're not thinking about filling the pool up or maybe the customer is more of an environmentalist and they think if I filled the pool up and it evaporates, I'm, I'm wasting water and I'm hurting the environment. I mean, you have some extreme cases like that. I just think it's something that they don't think is important and they kind of neglect it and they, they're not really focused on keeping the water level up. I usually explain to the customer that you're not really wasting water. I think your irrigation has uses more water in most cases than filling the pool once a week or twice a week. And it's like taking a 10 or 12 minute shower basically for a medium or small pool. I don't take showers that long, but you know, if you are going to take a shower 10 or 12 minutes, that's about the amount of water it's going to take to fill up your pool, you know, every week if it's a small or medium sized pool. So you're not really using a ton of water to fill the pool up. And I think the government also gets in on this too. You know, California goes through droughts all the time, and you'll see, you know, the legislature saying, "Hey, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna make it so that people aren't gonna be able to have pools built because they waste a lot of water. We're not gonna have them fill their pools, you know, or you know, all these crazy things that they think of. And it's really not a lot of water to fill the pool each week. If you think about it, you turn on the fill line and you turn on your shower." And it's going to run for, you know, if you take a really long shower, it's going to run for about the same amount of time. Or if you have a family of four, I should probably use this example better, and everyone takes a shower that night, that's about the amount of water it will take to fill the pool back up every week. So it's not an extreme amount of water. It's just one of those things where you get, you can't get your head around it and you're thinking, oh, you know, I have to fill the pool up and it's, you see the pool and it's gigantic and you feel like, you know, adding an inch of water is like a tremendous amount of water and it's really not. So get that out of your head, get that image out of your head that filling your pool is not being conservative as far as for the environment, and you're wasting a lot of water because, again, your irrigation uses probably more water than it takes to fill your pool up once or twice a week. And last, I think, as the homeowner filling the pool up, a lot of times this will happen too where they'll overfill the pool because they forget that they turn the water onto the pool. So how are, here's a few things you can do to remind yourself that you're filling the pool up. One of them is to set a timer on your phone or your watch or your microwave if you're going to be in the house. And a lot of times I do, what I do is I'll set two timers because I'm the kind of person that when the timer goes off, I kind of tune it out. I'm kind of that kind of a person. So, you know, I have another timer that goes off and I guess it runs in my family because my brother is a teacher for LA Unified and he's for years, he has two alarms in his room. One he, he sets to get up 
and the other one he sets to remind him to actually get up. And so I think it's one of those things that probably genetic in my case. So I set two timers usually for everything I'm doing. I'll set one on my watch and I'll set one on usually the microwave or the stove. And that way I know that I have something going on. And that's probably a good thing to do because if you ignore the first timer, the pool's going to overfill and it could be a problem for sure. Another thing you can do is if you're going out somewhere, let's say you're going to go to the store or you're going to get ready to go to work, you can actually fill the pool before you leave for 20 minutes and put your car keys out there like what we do in the service industry when we're filling a vacant home. We'll put our keys there. So that way, if you're going on an errand, of course, if you cancel the errand or you're running behind, then the pool is going to get filled up more. I think the most unique method that I've ever heard of was one of my customers. When he filled his pool up, Him and they were retired, so him and his wife were always home together. He would put on this funny hat. This hat was like totally weird. It was really big and a really ugly hat. And then he would fill the pool up and he would put the hat on. And so his wife would know, okay, he's filling the pool up. He's got the hat on. And so she would be there to remind him, you know, to turn the water off. Whatever you think you can do to do it, you know, at at the worst case scenario, if you wanted to spend the $1,500 and have an auto index autofill installed to eliminate all of this hassle, I would recommend doing that. You know, it depends on how your pool is set and how your deck is set and, you know, the grass area and if you have a fill line, but they can be installed. And so that's something to maybe consider bringing up with your pool service provider or your builder. If you're having a pool built, of course, you want that autofill, in-deck autofill installed with the pool. I would not go cheap and say, oh, you know, that's a, you know, $1,500, $1,800. Cross that off. I don't want that in my new pool. No, you want that in-deck autofill for sure in your new pool build. And filling, keeping the water level at that, at the mark that I mentioned at the beginning, halfway up the skimmer, is really critical in the function of your pool, overall pool. And it's going to make your life a lot easier and make the service company's life a lot easier to have the water at the right level every week. And if you're looking for other podcasts I recorded and ones that are probably more interesting than talking about keeping the water in your pool, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on that podcast icon. And there'll be a drop-down menu. I have over 800 podcast episodes. So there's, of course, something for you to listen to there. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.